are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. And of course, it is Tuesday, which means I, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, am here with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. And we have some, uh, we don't have a Monday night football game to recap, but we do have some Monday happenings to go over. Black Monday happened, and it was a fairly quiet Black Monday. Not a lot happened that we didn't already kind of think was going to happen. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to line up some of our favorite replacements for the coaches who have lost their jobs over the course of 2020 uh, yesterday or otherwise wise and of course it's tuesday which means we have the fantasy forum where we have to talk about some of the fantasy impacts of some of the news of black monday and especially how it could affect some of your dynasty teams or just how it affect you approach things in redraft so we've got a lot to get into today on the locked on nfl podcast and Ross, let's take this i guess in uh in draft order of the news that happened uh, here on Black Monday, the Jaguars will start with parted ways with Doug Marone. And before we get into it, I guess here is Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jags breaking down the news. Well, it's a Monday and the pink slips went out. Doug Marone is no longer the coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars after going 1-15 this year. And several weeks after the team had moved on from Dave Caldwell, and Doug kind of had heard rumblings all weekend about Urban Meyer and such, and he said yesterday he wanted to find out what was going on. And he called Shad, and that Ian Rappaport had reached out to him and told him, look, I'm going to report this, and I've been hearing this stuff. And and so Doug said he really appreciated that. And what he did was he called Shad, and Shad said it was news to him. According to Doug, he said it was news to him. He hadn't heard anything like that. So Doug Marone is fired. So, Ross, first impressions. Yeah, so uh, the thing for me when it comes to Jacksonville Jaguars' job is that it it really, because of the fact that they have the number one overall pick, part of what Tony continued to talk about as, as he went on in his show over at Locked on Jags was how Urban Meyer sort of fits into this entire situation. And Urban Meyer is a name that has continued to surface mm-hmm. when it comes to Jacksonville. And he's personally my favorite fit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. As you know, I love some chaos and Urban Meyer definitely brings <laughs> yeah. that. He's a one to two odds per betonline.ag to be the next head coach there. My expectation is that if Urban Meyer becomes the next head coach at Jacksonville, then that could potentially mean that Justin Fields becomes the number one overall pick as opposed to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, which would essentially reunite Ohio State and Ohio State. These two guys be able to go out there and uh, and build this team together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I love that for them, like that whole package. Mm-hmm. I think if you get Urban Meyer and he's going to run this option, if he's going to do like what he did at Ohio State offensively, then sure, Justin Fields is obviously a great fit for that. Go for it. But to punt away a Trevor Lawrence who can be so good in any scheme, it feels like you don't have to shoehorn yourself. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself that way. You know what I mean? Um, And of course, you know, if if the team behind you is really, really excited about what you're doing in the draft, you might be doing something in the draft wrong. But let's talk about those Jets who obviously also uh, canned 
Adam Gase finally after a long arduous two and fourteen season. <laughs> it's uh, over. <laughs> day late and a dollar short, but uh, Johnny B over at Locked On Jets will give us a scoop there. We knew it was coming. It was just a question: Would it be last night? Would it be this morning? It was last night, nine oh six p.m. from the New York Jets official Twitter account. The tweet heard around Jets fandom. The Jets posted a statement from chairman and CEO Christopher Johnson, and I will read it to you. This evening, I informed Adam Gase that he will no longer serve as the head coach of the New York Jets. In the NFL, you ideally would like to have stability, but stability for the sake of stability, that's just, it just defeats the purpose. I think everybody agrees it would be ideal if the Jets had stability, but in this particular situation... Stability was not going to help the team. Stability would have been a bad thing because that means you would have been going forward with Adam Case. So obviously, uh, Butchko has some strong opinions about the New York Jets. Always does a great job covering them over <laughs> at Locked On Jets. I kind of go with the odds here. I, I, I go with Brian DeBall because I like the idea that potentially, let's say that Jacksonville takes you know, Justin Fields instead of Trevor Lawrence. Then all of a sudden, you've got somebody like Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence falling to the Jets fitting into that system that really helped to bolster guys like uh, Josh Allen and you get an even more accurate uh, version of that or potentially a much more accurate version yeah. of that in Trevor Lawrence. You put him or in that Zach system Wilson. or you get a guy like Zach Wilson, exactly, yeah. who could come in there and be uh, and be a part of that. Then you help to shore up the offensive line in the first round. You can grab like a Creed Humphrey or something like that. Then you get early on into the second round and then you could take your pick of any of these other offensive skill position players to help there. Right. So then you could pick up that Travis Etienne to get another running back out there. You can go for one of these uh, wide receivers, like if a Chris Olave is on the board, there's just some really good ways and quick ways to build up some of the offensive weaponry there to give uh, an offensive minded head coach something for that young quarterback and to help support that team in its new direction. Yeah, definitely. One team that I think it's a different opening because you're not picking your quarterback, you're inheriting one, is the Chargers. Chargers uh, part ways with Anthony Lynn. This is maybe one of the less certain things that was going to happen. We kind of knew about Maroon. We kind of knew about Gase. Anthony Lynn was a toss-up. Dave and Daniel over at uh, Locked On Chargers break that down. Many Chargers fans were waiting with bated breath to see what was going to happen with Anthony Lynn as Black Monday approached and As we woke up this morning, it came out pretty quickly from Ian Rappaport that the Chargers were parting ways with Anthony Lynn. I mean, honestly, it was just a little bit of genuine surprise. I just didn't know if the Chargers were actually going to make that decision, just knowing how they've handled their business throughout their history, you know, and especially, you know, throughout their history of me being a fan, you know, watching, you know, watching them fire Marty, Marty Schottenheimer after a 14 and two season, watch them, you know, fire general managers have, you know, really bloody and and stupid and really bad decisions on players being let go and how they've handled those situations. So they've botched a lot of these type of decisions in the past. So, yeah, I don't know who is best to inherit a Justin Herbert who's had a great season, but probably going to win offensive rookie of the year. Thanks to quarterback bias. (laughs) Uh, This is where I like Brian DeBall. I I think you can use uh, Justin Herbert as a Josh Allen. I think he can accomplish what Josh Allen is doing over in, uh, over in Buffalo and, you know, the chargers have Keenan Allen. They have Mike. Well, you're, you're inheriting a really good set of tools. And I think Brian DeBall can step right in and see success right away, uh, without too many growing pains. Yeah. I'll tell you who I actually like here. And, and it goes back to your jets pick. It's Arthur Smith. 
I like Arthur <laughs> Smith here because of exactly what you said, right? You you run that wide zone. You're in that NFC West division. I'm sorry, the AFC West division through you're taking on and you're having to go against teams like the Oakland Raiders who want to open their game up a little bit more up against the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs who are, of course, you have to have that offensive firepower that's willing to come in and do that. And uh, Arthur Smith can bring that. He was a part of the whole resurrection of Ryan Tannehill's career. Give him a Justin Herbert and see what he's able to do with the weapons that they already have in place. The odds on favorite for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers is actually your guy. Uh, it's Ryan Duvall, uh, five to two favorites there. Mm-hmm. Joe Brady, three to one, who we'll talk about in just a moment as well, because we have three other teams to take a look at. Some of the teams that had moved on from their coaches earlier on in the season, we'll get to them, who we believe their best coaching fits are. And we'll also take a look at the favorites based on the Vegas odds from our friends over at betonline.ag here on this Tuesday episode of Locked On NFL. And if you want to partake in some of what betonline.ag is offering, we definitely recommend that you do so. They're the number one place that has you covered and the number one place that we trust betonline.ag. They're our exclusive betting partners here on the network, and they have been so good to us. And so we want to send you over to them. You can sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, Luke, I'm kind of an idiot, but if I understand this correctly, (laughs) with a 50% welcome bonus, you put down $500, $250 gets added on top of that. You're walking in with $750. Let me bust out the abacus. Yes, right. Exactly. I know. I don't know why. Yeah, okay, I that checks out. Yep. yep. There you go. You got it. Thank you very much. I appreciate your support. Don't sit on the <laughs> sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Ross. Super wild card weekend is just around the corner. And betting on the NFL playoffs doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you just go listen, to the brand new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you find your favorite podcast. So let's keep uh, plugging along here with some of these coaching vacancies. Mm-hmm. Only three actual coach firings happened on Black Monday or like late on, on Sunday night with right. uh, Gase, Marone, and, and Anthony Lynn. But some other coach firings happened throughout the season. So let's talk about the first one that happened uh, in the 2020 season. That was Bill O'Brien. We kind of talked about uh, Bill O'Brien's firing back when that happened. Uh, here's a clip from Cody Davis of Locked on Texans from back then to get you up to speed. The people on the outside looking into this organization, they were making it seem like the Houston Texans were overreacting to the 0-4 start. This goes way back to possibly since, what, 2017? This team has been so talented ever since he has walked through that door. But yet, how many AFC championship games has the Houston Texans been a part of? And we're talking about a team who has seen the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, Javion Clowney, J.J. Watt in his prom, Tyron Matthews, D.J. Reader, Lamar Miller, Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah. The GM of Bill O'Brien actually had the head coach Bill O'Brien fired because all those names that I just said, all those talented guys that I just said, the only one that's still here is J.J. Watt. The thing that I like about this position is that the Houston Texans just kind of have to forget everything that they've tried before and try something entirely new. And there is Mm -hmm. one potential coaching candidate out there that represents that better than any of the other candidates that are out there. A young, fast, up-and-comer kind of guy. I like Joe Brady 
in Houston. Okay. And I know that it's a, it, it's like an astronomic rise for him, right? But he is very much getting the phone calls. He's very much getting the interviews. He's very much up there. I like the idea of Joe Brady landing here better than any of the other places because you're talking about what he's what, what he did in LSU uh, when he was with LSU. He worked more, more closely with all of the wide receivers than he worked with the quarterbacks. And you look at that wide receiver room, the weapons that they have there, Will Fuller potentially coming back for them, Brandon Cooks. You have a lot of those speed guys that can be deep vertical threats. They can continue to add some of those weapons as well in the offseason. I know Cody Davis is really high on the idea of Allen Robinson also finding his way to oh. Houston over the offseason what a way to help free Deshaun Watson and then give him a coach that's going to understand the weapons that he needs and help put them around him I really like the fit for Joe Brady in Houston oh man Watson and Allen Robinson finding freedom in each other yes uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little more chalk here so sure. the odds on favorite for betonline.ag Eric Bieniemy at three to two uh, I'm going with that. I cannot yeah. think of a better fit for Eric Bieniemy, who's going to get one of these jobs. He's like the mm -hmm. hottest candidate. Except uh, Arthur Smith also got an uh, an interview with I think every single team every on this team. list. <laughs> uh, but Bieniemy's getting one of these jobs, and I think if I were Bieniemy and I had my pick of the litter here, I would go for the Texans for sure because you mm. don't have a lot of work to do. You you don't get to pick your quarterback, but if you did, you'd probably still be picking Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you get right. a lot of really good weapons. I think mm -hmm. it's a great fit. So let's move on to the next one that happened, which happened the week after uh, Bill O'Brien got fired. Dan Quinn got fired from the Atlanta Falcons. Here's what Aaron Freeman had to say back then. Quinn's tenure as the Falcons head coach comes to a disappointing end after guiding the Falcons to a Super Bowl loss like Reeves in his second season back in 2016 and a playoff appearance in 2017. The Falcons have gone 14 and 23 since, including back-to-back -back seven and nine seasons in 2018 and 2019 before their 0 and 5 start this year. Quinn ends his tenure in Atlanta with a winning record, 43 and 42, and meaning that he's the fourth coach in Falcons 55 year history to finish with a winning record and the third one dismissed by current Falcons owner, Arthur Blank. So you want to talk about one of the coaching firings that we thought was going to be the most obvious outside of maybe Adam Gase. It was probably Dan Quinn. What do you think right. about filling this position at Atlanta? I don't know what I want to do with Atlanta. They're at a very weird crossroads where they kind of have to decide, are we going to keep trying to win Super Bowls and be a playoff team with Matt Ryan? Or is it time to, you know, I mean, they pick fourth overall. You could get a quarterback. You could go get mm -hmm. Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or whoever, you know, whatever happens with the Jets and Jaguars. You can kind of get whoever's left over. Um, and so I, I think there's an opportunity here for the Falcons to start their next chapter, but I kind of don't know if they will. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they just go with Raheem Morris. You probably are going to get a defense of minded head coach over there. That's been their big problem is defense. And uh, Raheem Morris has been, I think the players have kind of rallied around him. I think that he's yep. made a good impression there. So I think they might just kind of stick with the path of least resistance, promote Raheem Morris, see what you can do at the offensive coordinator position that probably uh, will inform your decisions on offense a little bit more. But I like, I like Morris for that, that position. I think that's just what they're more in, what Arthur Blank is more inclined to do. Yeah. I mean, that feels like a very, very sort of like safe transition move just to continue to move forward and retain as much of the status quo as possible with Raheem Morris. And I would certainly like to see that for Raheem Morris. I'm going to take the odds on favorite from uh, betonline.ag though. And that's Eric Bieniemy here, uh, three to one odds go. to be there. What I like about it is that you saw Eric Bieniemy and what he was able to do with Patrick Mahomes over that time in terms of helping to develop him, even in time that he was behind 
you know, Alex Smith and things like that. Um, you know, you, you can create, you can sort of recreate that same structure with Matt Ryan. And then you have Julio Jones, you've got Calvin Ridley. You can be effective immediately in that offense and with that team. And then just sort of give yourself some help over on the defensive side and continue to maybe rely on maybe, you know, some better decisions at the coordinator position and maybe, you know, the new general manager helps with all of that. But I like the fact that you could sort of replicate a rhythm that's familiar to Eric Bieniemy with that system. Right. So last one of these, and then we'll uh, we'll go on to the Tuesday fantasy forum. The Detroit Lions, after 11 games, they get rid of Matt Patricia, was supposed to be this defensive guru. It didn't work out. Here's what Matt Derry of Locked On Lions had to say at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was the right move. I give the Lions credit today. Sure, Sheila, you got it right, at least for right now. But as I've told you for, for this past week, it's HLN time. Hire Lewis now. Go get Lewis Riddick. Make him your general manager. Hire Eric Schaefer as executive vice president of football. And hire Robert Sala, the 41-year-old defensive coordinator of the 49ers, a Detroit guy, and bring him home as head coach. So personally, I think even though the uh, the the defensive-minded head coach thing didn't work out for the Lions. Their defense is such a problem that I still think they kind of need to bring in somebody who can like come in and and fix it. And the the interim Daryl Bevel thing did not work out there nearly as well as it did in Atlanta with Raheem Morris. He went one in four. I'm with Matt. I like Robert Sala. He's mm. like the hottest defensive head, uh, defensive mind out there uh, interviewing for these jobs. And I think that he is what the Lions might need to kind of turn that defense around and maybe get something going in the kind of last few years of Matt Stafford's time there. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with both you and with uh, with Matt on this one. Uh, you know, he talked about, you know, hiring Lewis Riddick as their as their right. GM, bringing in Robert Sala, bringing him back to Detroit. He's from Michigan. He's from the area. So getting him there, I, I really am all about getting him back to Detroit and and, and allowing him to be a part of all that. I, I think that, you know, you see some of the other offensive minded head coaches getting some interviews there. Joe Brady's getting some talk. Uh, you've seen, I think it's Arthur Smith as well, getting some talk, seeing some talk mm-hmm. there. But I really, really like the fit for uh, Robert Sala. And Robert Sala, I think, did himself a ton of favors this season. I know that of course, San Francisco struggled with all the injuries, but I thought Robert Sala did what he could with this unit that he had enough that it still paid dividends for him heading into this offseason. It's kind of informative in, in its own way. And the betting markets agree with us as well. Bet Online has uh, Robert Sala five to four to be the next right. uh, full time Detroit Lions head coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Detroit. Looking for a big-time tune-up. There's absolutely no doubt about that. That's definitely going to be a part of what they need uh, in terms of all of their adjustments and everything that they've got going on over there. And, you know, look, tune-ups are always something that you should be paying Jesus. attention to for your for your vehicles, <laughs> for your automobiles. You know what I'm saying? Oh, on, we're here. We're here with the segues that locked on NFL. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't cut anything short and i never cut anything short either when it comes to my vehicle because i've got the good friends over at rockauto.com to help us out over here uh i love i love rockauto.com they've helped me out so much my battery died when i left my car out because you know we're not going anywhere and everything Mm -hmm. and then it got it died due to the heat i was able to get a battery shipped directly to my door and i did it from the comfort of my own home i didn't have to go to any of these brick and mortar stores or these commercial stores and everything to go into check them out rockauto.com today and make sure that you check out all of the parts available for your car or truck or vehicle and don't forget to write locked on and the how did you hear 
about us section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all of the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk a little bit about some of the fantasy impact of some of this stuff. Kate Majuk over at Locked On Dynasty. She's doing a series where she's kind of previewing the fantasy impact of the off seasons coming up for every team. So she started out with the first two teams in the draft draft order, Jets and Jaguars. And since we just spent a little bit of time talking about their head coach openings, let's talk a little bit about the kind of fantasy impact, both in daily fantasy and just kind of how it affects fantasy in general. So here's what Kate had to say about the Jaguars. The biggest gem, I think, for the Jaguars and perhaps our dynasty rosters this season was rookie running back James Robinson. He absolutely knocked it out of the park this season, though he did end uh, with an injury, which was unfortunate for fantasy managers who maybe uh, wanted to close out that season strong. Uh, James Robinson seemingly came out of nowhere. The team had released former first round pick Leonard Fournette last offseason and they told us they were comfortable with their running back under center. And guess what? I, I don't think any of us believe that. Uh, but Kid put up 289 touches for 1,400 scrimmage yards and 10 touchdowns this season. So I think that's really interesting with the Urban Meyer stuff we talked about earlier in the show. Because if Urban right. Meyer wants to run that option with Justin Fields, that's a lot of running. That's a lot of running mm-hmm. volume. And that could be really, really good for, for James Robinson. So if you do have him you might be able to get some hype. And if you have somebody in your league, if you're in a dynasty league that has James Robinson is may and is maybe uh, not willing to bet that much, you might be able to, to get a buy-in that pays out later. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like it. And look, here's the other thing too. If, you know, just, or if uh, Urban Meyer ends up becoming that guy and then they wisely go with Trevor Lawrence instead, you could still run mm-hmm. that same option with Trevor Lawrence. Like you can still oh, run totally good. Yeah. that same offense. You know what I mean? And the other part of it too, the quarterback's best friend is going to be the guy that's in the backfield with him, right? The quarterback's best friend is going to be the guy that, you know, is, is the tight end and everything as well. And so, you know, you like having that guy that can come in and, and James Robinson being somebody that even though he was an undrafted free agent a year ago, that's going to be your starting running back going into the 2021 season. And so you have that backfield backfield mate with the quarterback. And I think it's a really good fit for him. And that's something that really helps to sort of accentuate his game going into the next uh, going into it because either you're going to get those guys that can run that option with you, or you end up being the guy that gets leaned on when there's some struggles in the passing game. And I think early on in e- any quarterback's career going into that Jaguar system that has, you know, some weapons, but is still lacking in certain places, depending on what other pieces they add over in the offense, there's a lot going on there. And if they add the right pieces too, particularly in the passing game, like let's say they also grab right. a, a Kyle Pitts later on in the first round or something like that, like mm-hmm. the, the big tight end out of Florida, then all of a sudden you have a defense that has several pieces that they have to be aware of and then it just opens up your passing game excuse me your run game even more so let's move on to the number two team in the draft order which is uh the new york jets so here's what kate had to say there she is a really really interesting person to highlight i'm really excited to see what eric Bieniemy can do for a future nfl offense he could flip the script for a team like the jets who uh, haven't had much promise though they do have some some interesting assets so 
like I said, we're presuming Sam Darnold is out. Maybe we'll we'll see some Justin Fields there. But let's look at the wide receiver core that they've uh, assembled here. So we've got wide receiver Denzel Mims uh, comes in at 6'3", 207 pounds. I think Denzel Mims is one of the most intriguing buys of the offseason because he's he's been one of these rookies that hasn't been talked about. So Ross, Denzel Mims, what do you think? Yeah. I, I was a huge fan of Denzel Mims coming out of coming out of Baylor going into the draft last year. Didn't get to see as much of him this season as I think everyone would have liked to. Like we would have loved to have seen a full 16 games from him and everything. But uh, look, you get a guy like a Justin Fields or maybe you double back and then you grab a guy like Zach Wilson. Maybe he's QB2 on the board for this team or Trevor Lawrence happens to be there, whatever. In any of those situations, you have a real opportunity to be able to produce with a big physical receiver that can go up that can get it but then that can also get you some of those yak opportunities as well and go out there and pick up Mm -hmm. the yards after catch i mean and then you continue to add pieces around you bolster that offensive line that creates an opportunity to really protect this quarterback allowing you to create some more of those downfield uh some more of those downfield opportunities this was a guy uh denzel mims who came into the league and only had like one screen pass while he was at baylor everything that he caught was high level uh high degree of difficulty catches downfield you buy your quarterback some time you shore up that offensive line as well that helps to bolster a guy like Denzel Mims for sure yeah and because of the rookie season that he had kind of like what Kate said because of the rookie season that he had you could probably get him for pennies on the dollar right now so this is a Mm -hmm. bit of a low a low risk flyer here's what I would really like if you're right about the head coach of the Jets and it's Arthur Mm -hmm. Smith then I really like Denzel yeah. because those big contested catch guys and he can get down the field and that all works out just fine. You know, you can go ask him to be like Corey Davis or, or like what they do with AJ Brown a little bit where they just ask mm-hmm. him, go downfield and go beat the crap out of a corner down there <laughs> and, you know, get a, get a big play. The Vikings do this with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. It, basically mm-hmm. every wide zone kind of has that guy. And if Denzel Mims can be that guy for a Jets team, that has basically every need on the board. So they would probably take it if they believe on it, if they believe in it to, you know, not have, uh, not, not have to like one less thing to deal with on their roster. Then I think Mims could be a really, really interesting buy. Man, look, what a fun time uh, recapping everything going on throughout Black Monday, taking a look at the fantasy implications of it as well. A big shout out to all of the contributors that helped us out with this one, doing great work over at their individual local shows. If you have a favorite team, make sure you know that you have a local show that you can tune into every Monday through Friday. You're a Bengals fan, check out Locked on Bengals. And of course, any of the other uh, shows that you heard here today and then go and check out Locked on Dynasty. If you're a Saints fan, though, don't worry about it. Don't worry about Locked on Saints. No, come through, (laughs) come through. We're having a good time. I'm over at Locked on Saints. I'm playing music. I'm having a good time. I am Club Dub. I'm the Club Dub uh, podcast right now. We're having a good time over at Locked on Saints. It is. It is. Uh, (laughs) But, man, always a pleasure. We appreciate y'all, as always, for showing up and supporting here at Locked on NFL. Today is our Tuesday episode, but tomorrow, our Wednesday episode, going to be joined. It's going to be Tony Wiggins and James Rappian of Locked on Jags, who we just, you know, you just heard from in today's episode. And you also get uh, James from over at Locked on Bengals. Speaking of draft strategy. Yeah, for real. You'll be talking a bit about uh, the NFL draft over there. We'll get one of our locked on NFL draft experts over to talk about the draft and, uh, you know, look ahead because the draft order outside of the playoffs is finally set. We already know what all that's going to look like. So it's, you know, a good time to take a look at it now heading into the offseason. So we appreciate you as always for being here with us. Don't forget to come through tomorrow. And of course, we will see you every Monday through Friday here on Locked on NFL, your team every day.